0: Welcome to HashiCast, the self-proclaimed number one podcast about the world of DevOps practices, tools, and practitioners. Laura and I enjoyed ourselves so much during this episode recording that even after editing, I had too much material. So I decided to split this into parts. So now let's start part two. All right, I follow you on Dev. Two, and so I noticed you have a repo called Broken Cates. Oh and yeah, and you one. also have something called introduce introducing the Broken Cates project, which is on your old blog. What in the world is that?
1: <laughs> so that's a good question. So um, I was looking for a way to um, take the idea of like learn Kubernetes the hard way, learn whatever the hard way where you take and build something up from the bottom. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, they, they might be able to like build it but they can't figure out how to make it work like consistently, right? So something goes wrong, something falls over and they're like, where do I start? How do I like debug this thing? Or how do I troubleshoot the system that just fell over? And I don't know how it's like, I know how it's connected in theory but this log line makes no sense. And you're right. kind of sitting there like, help, help, help. Uh, so Broken Cates was a um, an attempt to set up a easily repeatable environment where things get broken in very specific ways. So that you can oh. start to watch patterns and see like, okay, so let's say that... Uh, I'll give you an example of something I wanted to do. I don't know, remember if I ended up being able to implement it yet or not. Um, my internal network on uh, between my containers is not working properly. Something right. fell over, uh, and I like maybe I'm running Calico and I I borked the configuration. I have no idea what I did to it. Um, but I'm getting all these log lines. Like I want to be able to say like, okay, I'm gonna drop you into that situation in a sandbox that you can spin up on any machine. So you go spin this up on this machine and you start to see the pattern in your error messages and your log lines and everything where you go, Oh, so if I see this collection of log lines together, it's possible that it's Calico and I messed up one of my configurations. So I now know where to go to start thinking through it. We don't have that in, in like the ops world. There's no real, like when you're a dev, like, okay, everybody builds like the, the, um, the to-do list app. So you want to go learn, learn a new language. Okay, fine. Go learn a new language by going off and building a to-do list app. You start learning about different things. And then you read through patterns that people talk about, you know, JavaScript, the good parts, whatever that might be. And you start to learn what the, the proper patterns are for that language. And so as a dev, like you're able to start building things and you're able to start getting somewhere mm-hmm. and you can do stuff. You don't need an entire home lab. You don't need an entire data center to go right. figure out how to do something. On the ops side, though, you have to have a lot more in-person experience. Hands-on, I broke something in production or, or a lab that is on some kind of servers. You have to get help from other people. You have to be a lot more, a lot further along in your career to really get experience. You can't just like start something up in your local system and say, I wanna learn how to make this work. You have to have all this other experience. This was an attempt to say, well, let's take the to-do list app type scenario and say, well, what if I already know how it's broken? And can I give that to somebody so they can learn how to do ops? a little better mm-hmm. without having to have that experience of you know being up at 3am because your cluster fell over and it's prod and if your boss finds out panic 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 or pager duty paged you and like everything's red alert and you're just like losing your mind because you can't figure and out what's didn't wrong fall
0: over the way that it was supposed to and you're stuck exactly all doggone night trying to find out I'm sorry that, that was another that was another flashback I apologize
1: <laughs> I should add more trigger warnings to this <laughs> But I mean, like, you know, you, you want to get to the point where you're not the one who then pages the next escalation saying, right. I don't know how to fix this. Because right. again, going back to imposter syndrome, you don't like, it's really embarrassing to be the one to say, I don't know how to fix this. I haven't had that experience. So broken k was a chance to attempt to make all of these, um, I welcome contributions by the way. Uh, but he, yes, please. Um, you're it welcome. should be fun. Uh, I was actually going to do it with, um, oh, it's not vault. It's not terraform. Vagrant. There we go. I was actually thinking about building it up with some vagrant, believe it or not. Uh, I started doing that and I haven't pushed it up in a while. Probably should commit that. Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so the, the thought was actually to go through and use, uh, use vagrant to make, uh these boxes repeatable boxes on mm-hmm. your local machine or even like if you get the free credits on aws or gcp or wherever you get free credits mm-hmm. you can just push it up there and have it run and then you can watch and learn how to debug it because the solutions would, is also in another part of the repo like here's how you fix what happened so like the mm-hmm. solutions are there it's like having a textbook Of like, here's how calico goes sideways and here's the explanation. You go to the flip to the back and there's all the answers in the back. So
0: (laughs) So, I am looking at it because I'm still in that K H is actually on my to-do list to learn. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's it's weird that you said well not weird, but like it's funny you said that because I got into the middle of a Twitter conversation with Charity and Liz from Honeycomb. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were basically saying the line to get into DevOps has changed. That level is now way higher. Oh, yeah. It no longer is where we learned trial by fire. That survey that come th- came through and you had to literally mm-hmm. sit there and look through logs or play around with SQL or learn SQL on the fly and make friends with the infrastructure team to figure <laughs> out what in the hell just happened and is it my fault? Um, yep. And why is half of the country down right now? Like, you don't get that anymore. Just mm-hmm. any of that. Like. People just expect you to have all of these tons of years experience becoming an SRE right. now. And that's just not there. Um, the barrier of entry, to be honest, is way higher. I got into this because two people liked me on a team and on two different mm-hmm. teams. And one manager offered me a position on the Windows team before the other manager of the Unix team offered me the position the next day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I,
0: I and once I jumped in, they were like, here you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, was, good luck. Oh.
0: Yeah. Why uh-huh. did Stitches break? So it's not because you didn't give us enough resources. Oh, Lord, help me. It um, <laughs> and, and kind of went from there. And I learned everything I knew over the next three and a half years. So something yeah. like that is great because we really don't have that. And then for something for someone like me, I don't like tutorials just giving me everything. I'm very yeah. hands on but I'm also very visual. So if you expect me to watch a video on Udemy or you want me to watch a video course that you decided to put I wasn't really kidding when I said an hour video will take me six or seven mm-hmm. hours. I cannot, I can't just sit there and do that. So I am definitely yeah. going to go check that out and follow it when we get off of here, because <laughs> I want to see how that's working.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of broken, which is really funny for a broken Kates repo in the sense that I still have work to do on it. There's, there's okay. quite a few bits and pieces that never actually got finished. You can run it, You can still run what's there. There's, I think, Mm -hmm. four playgrounds right now. Um, And each playground is a this-went-wrong piece. Like, this specific thing went wrong. Play in this playground to learn how to make that work. This specific playground went wrong. This is how this one works. If you go into the issues section on the repo, you'll actually see the stuff that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I had taken this to uh, KubeCon North America with the intent to get, like... All of the wonderful experts that show up and say, "Come help me build this thing because there's definitely things that I don't know how to do, even myself like let's go do this all together yay um, but uh, unfortunately, I got wrapped up in I was not expecting the scale of kubecon. I probably should have um, yeah. I'm used to like pycon things like that, but kubecon yeah, is gigantic it is. Oh, I my found out God I
0: found out last year I didn't
1: oh. <sighs> <that. sighs> Oh my goodness. Like I still remember. So for those of you that that went to the 2019 one, like you'll remember this, that was in San Diego and it was like, they put the vendor booth in this big concrete and glass room. Uh, Somebody on the floor measured like 75 decibels or some crazy. Yes. It was so bad. I remember going back up to my hotel room and standing in the elevator. I thought my ears stopped working because it was so quiet. I I mean, I came home and I don't think my ears got back to normal for like a week. It was insane. It was really cool. I met so many fun people and all that mm-hmm. and and I got to like really hang out with people and I actually uh joined the uh contributors experience sig for uh for the Kubernetes project itself because I met people there and I thought it was really fun. Um but I just I it was so loud. And so we never actually did sit down and like hack on stuff together, because <laughs> it was so loud you couldn't find a place to like sit and think for like more than two minutes. See,
0: there were a lot of people at the reinvent I finally went to, but they weren't that loud. Oh. So I, I think I count myself lucky. I didn't have to worry about a line for the bathroom. But also, yeah. it wasn't that line. It wasn't that. Yeah, loud.
1: That, I mean, I that was that was one of the things like it does get me sometimes that I realize that at all these conferences, there is no line for the bathroom for the women's side. And it kind of makes me sad. Not that I really wanted to have to wait in line for forever. Don't get me wrong. But, but like, (laughs) it makes me sad. (sighs) We can do better. We can do better. We'll get there. Maybe. Hopefully. Possibly. I may know a couple of people that, uh, like Kubernetes a lot that
0: I'm going to pop this on talking yeah, let's, about
1: that let's let's see how much uh, how much chaos we can bring to this just for just for fun uh <laughs> it'd oh, okay. it, it be great to see everybody getting a chance to use it right because again m- my big thing always is like i want to see us get better together and how can you give people learning experiences that let them grow this was a chance I had Absolutely. the platform, and I was like, "Why not? Let's do this. It'll be fine." Maybe.
0: <laughs> Narrator: It was not, in fact, fine. <laughs> broken actually was broken, but so we'll get yes. back to that.
1: <laughs> it, it was. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: you mentioned you mentioned vagrant. Is that the only HashiCorp tool? Because yes, I am. I am an employee. I, I feel like I should mention <laughs> my company once or a tool. So yeah, I know. Okay,
1: with... okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll make sure we mention anything it. Other,
0: other than Vagrant, <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: okay. Um, yeah, so uh, our company just released a, uh, a Terraform provider. Uh, I haven't really played with it much myself, but I have used it in the past in other companies. Um, so I've worked a little bit with Terraform, um, and then, but m- mostly Vagrant. Vagrant up, yay! um Vault level. is out there. Uh, I haven't played with it too much because people don't really trust me with production secrets, probably for a very good reason. Ah, uh, um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> you should be my, You
0: should meet my coworker Rosemary. That comes up in all of her talks. She was like, I promise I won't do it again. It won't happen again.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, like that that is one of those skills that you have to have, right? Being able to break things in new and novel ways every single time because that's like the best way to understand how right. something works. Uh right. just saying. Um Yeah, so I I've mostly used Vagrant. I have used some Terraform. Uh I really do enjoy being able to share things. Um I mean I, when I was on the docs team at Rackspace and, and building pipelines underneath them, docs mm-hmm. code was one of my favorite things. Like, I think it's a brilliant idea. Infrastructure as right. code, same thing. Like, Any way you can repeat something, share it, use it, uh, all of that makes things so much easier rather mm-hmm. than telling it, okay, so now what I need you to do is I need you to install this package. But wait, which, 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 uh, which flavor of Linux are you running? Oh, you're on Ubuntu? Wait, are you on the LTS? Are you on this? Okay. So you need the bionic package. And this is how you set up the bionic, like going into that entire mess, just to get somebody to say like, okay, I can now test the PR that you just did. Drives me up a wall. Absolutely up a wall because like, that's a barrier to entry. That's a barrier to somebody getting a chance to have a discussion with me and learn something. Instead, we have to go through this like hour long process of figuring out or longer than an hour, depending on the person. Like, yes. how do I get you to the same spot I am so that we can start talking about something that I want to teach you? Well, hmm. so reproducibility to me is a huge deal. <laughs> anyway, I'll just well, it, it No, no, no. It gets
0: rid of that one. I was, I was, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Let me rephrase that. It gets rid of that one person that curmudgeon that's been sitting in the corner for the past 15 years that knows exactly how he hacked it together, but doesn't really, or she, he or she, <laughs> see, let me go back. I said, <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> that person that is sitting, that has been sitting in the corner for 15 years that does not want to share exactly how they hacked it together because they know if anybody knows exactly the level of, of, I guess I want to say access that they have, yeah. that things probably wouldn't go as well, but also it just couldn't be bothered to write it down. And then when they they're dead and gone, no one knows how anything is going because all the tribal knowledge left with them.
1: Just going. Yep.
0: Just, exactly. Engineers I mean, don't think about docs. Why do we need
1: docs? We don't do docs. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's a whole nother question. I I, I will get on my soapbox for why engineers need to think about docs. Because, frankly, like you need to learn how to explain how your stuff works. And I nearly said another Soap. word. Um, you need to learn how to explain how your stuff works faster because you're the best person to explain it. And if you can't figure out how to write docs, how do you expect someone else to be able to write it from you just chattering your tail off at them? Like, don't, don't give me this whole thing like, oh, I don't have time to write docs. No, you have time to write docs because you better be leaving yourself notes at the end of your day so that you don't come back to your code the next day and go, what was I thinking? What was I doing? How did I get in this spot? Because you're going to spend the next week trying to remember where you were. Yeah. Grump. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, had to get that out. <coughs> you're fine, you're okay, fine. that 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 came out. Yeah, no, no one, no one wants to be Brent. I mean, people like the idea of being Brent, but then when you actually are Brent from uh, the Phoenix Project, for those of you who haven't read right. it, uh, basically the idea is Brent is the one who knows everything, has all the tribal knowledge, and everybody keeps shoving everything off onto him because he's the only one who knows how all of the stuff works. So whenever there's an incident, yes. he immediately gets called in. Um, yeah, I will. 100% admit, for a while, I was the first and last line of defense for a gigantic production system. I was the only person on call because I was the only one who knew how it worked. Not because not because it wasn't documented, but because mm-hmm. we didn't have anyone else. I was the only person. That sucked. Ooh. That sucked big time. I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't like eat out without being near my phone. I had like i still vividly remember i was in a parking lot um, at carmax of all places we were we were uh, looking at trading in a car and we were looking at cars and my phone goes off and what i realized is the production system is down we had to stop looking at cars in the middle of looking at cars leave carmax because we only had brought one car Leave Carmax, drive home, and I'm frantically telling people how to like try to mitigate it from my phone as we're driving home so I can go log in and go try to fix it.
0: I still remember I that. where that th- and I know where that Carmax is, and I know where you had uh-huh. to drive, and that is uh-huh. not cool
1: no, it wasn't it was not fun, and it's it's one of those things where no one really wants to be Brent, no one really wants to right. be that person, even if they might think, oh, it might be nice to be like the person everybody comes to ask questions of. Yay! You don't want to be Brent. So instead, automate it. Set up infrastructure as code so that if like, you know, if I had had that, I could have said, okay, so what I want you to do is you see this Vagrant box? Go download that Vagrant up. Run this command in the box. Or, you know, hey, don't worry. I want you just to run this command on, like with Terraform or something and just like say, hey, you're just going to knock it all down. It'll build itself back up again. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Uh, I'm going to go finish my Chinese food. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> you know, like, or not even that. There's a link to the doc that gets attached to the alert yeah. on pager duty. Think about that for a minute. Did you read that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even get the page. Isn't that great? That'd be amazing. Like, magic. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talk about a trigger warning. the only person on call good luck um for for reference that that production system uh yeah no i probably shouldn't say it uh it it was a pretty pretty crucial system for the company i was at It, it right if that went down every single customer called us if they had, oh. if they were in the system at all, they would notice and be like, "Hey, I need that." Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. <laughs> Being the you only one on call. <laughs> you know what's even worse than that, though?
0: Like yeah. in the grand scheme of things, getting that call and nothing is actually wrong.
1: Oh, I got those too. Those were fun. Um, you know, I uh, getting getting the message like, "Hey, this thing is down." It's like. No, 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 it's not down. Um, you know that that CI/CD pipeline we built, yeah. Uh, that that. Do you notice it's still running? No, you're not. You're not getting the comic because it's still running. Yeah, and if you waited like two minutes, yeah, right now there it is. If you waited like two minutes before you pinged me, uh, it would have just shown up and you would have been fine.
0: As you're already on the road. Driving home,
1: <laughs> yeah. Or well, actually, that that one that one was like a eating Chinese food scenario. Like, so oh. you pulled me away from dinner. I'm hangry. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I'll just completely be honest with you. I'm very hangry right now because I am starving. I worked late, and you're over here telling me that the system is down, and got me panicking. Only to realize that you're talking about the comment on the PR hasn't shown up from the CI pipeline that you didn't think to look at to see that it was actually still running oh come on yeah you know i got over it and i left um but i got over it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna see if i can get you something non-triggering before we wrap this up no i don't think you all understand exactly how many years it has been we actually started late because we, we were having too much for fun minutes before <laughs> we even started yes yeah. uh,
1: we, we need like the outtake track from this of so just us giggling because we can't stop um. <laughs> 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 anyway <laughs> I'll stop starting it again <laughs> no, <now. you're> <laughs> uh,
0: let's see I'm not going to ask that one I'm going to ask this one sure was Python your first language yes should I learn Python?
1: Yes, because, because I hate Python. Obsessed, I know well, you. Do. Okay,
0: yeah, that. <laughs> well, no, so I do only because when I when I got back to Austin, the entire world had changed. When I initially left Austin for like the second or third time, because Lord heaven, but well, um, but like I was working on a Microsoft contract until so my whole world, even when I got back to where I'm currently am was a microsoft world and then i got back and everything was python and all kinds of crap that i hadn't heard about in like mm-hmm. the past three years since i hadn't been an admin anymore i do not know what was going on and i tried to learn the stupid thing and it, i think it was my first women who code meetup because of uh-huh. a company i will not say that company <laughs> but because i tried to force myself to learn it for that company i've had a love hate relationship with python for the past three years and i immediately went to ruby i know there are some ruby people on there that that hate ruby I understand. It's okay. That. I understand why, but you probably hate Ruby because of Rails, and that's a whole other topic. But mm-hmm. should I learn Python? <laughs> Outside of I, you being obviously biased and obsessed,
1: I, I am biased and obsessed. No, I. I think like in general, I think people should learn a varied number of languages. One of the reasons I really love Python is because of the community that's mm-hmm. around it, the people who are always willing to help you learn it. Um and always willing to talk to you about it and do all of those things that you don't really get in some other communities. I, I find less people have a, um, their nose up in the air about it, that if you don't right. know it, Oh, well, you know, you should have learned that like forever ago. I right. can't believe you don't actually know that, but I will, I will come down to tell you, Like you don't really get that. Um, as much, I won't say you don't get it at all, but for the most part, you can find people who will help you learn. Um. Right. Probably the biggest reason that I love Python is there's just so much you can do with it and so many ports and so many like, you know, I can put Python on a Raspberry Pi, like which is the the basket right. that's sitting behind me is like full of like Raspberry Pi and Arduino and like stuff like that. Like I can put Python all over the place. Maybe it's not the best choice all over the place, don't get me wrong. Right. Like I acknowledge that there are limitations to Python, but it's really great for learning the ins and outs of programming especially as a beginner so like that's one reason i always recommend it to beginners because it's a lot more readable the further you get down into it with like classes and objects and and things and you get more complex absolutely it's a lot harder but any is i just i i like the uh the reusability of it, the ability to put it on all kinds of different places, or use it for data, use it for this, use it for that. So if you're not a programmer or you're not a dev, in general, like you can still use it. You're a data scientist, okay? You can still use Python. Let's let's go have some fun. Um, but that being said, like I I get that it's not the best language in the world. I I don't actually personally believe there is a best language in the world. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> this is hard. maybe we shouldn't have done this um <laughs> but for my but you answered my question for my scope and i know there are mm-hmm. probably people listening going how in the world did she go from the earlier conversation to python <laughs> it was going it was leading into my last question because we really will talk all night we will um, so we normally on HashiCast, we have one kind of less serious question, but I don't think oh, we've really been fully serious the entire No, there's no oh.
1: seriousness on this thing. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I brought up languages as far as computer languages were concerned. But if you could learn any one or two languages of oh, your <laughs> languages,
1: uh-huh, what would you learn? Uh, hmm. So I'd learn Spanish. And <laughs> so, when I was in high school, we had a choice: we had Latin, Spanish, or French, and you had to take something. Yeah. Well, my last name, everybody assumes that that means I know Spanish, and everyone, like, I'll I'll go up to somebody they they see my last name, they'll start talking to me in Spanish. I've had um, AT and for a while, like. All of my bills were in Spanish. No. Cause like I and I kept calling them, and when I would call them, the prompts were already in Spanish. And I'd have to figure out how to get to switch over so that I could say, I don't know Spanish. Um, can you fix this? Cause I can't read anything on this. Yeah, it was bad. Um oh, and that's Austin, a whole nother thing. Too. That doesn't make it
0: any easier.
1: No, definitely not in Austin. Um Austin, Texas is where I am. Uh yeah, so. But, um, my, my freshman high schooler self went, you know what, everybody assumes I learned Spanish. So I'm going to like be re- rebellious and not learn Spanish. And I'm going to take Latin because that's the most useful thing I can think of. I-, I know, I know it's really bad. Um, yeah, go tell that to my freshman brain, uh, my, my high school freshman brain. So I took Latin and, uh, And what it ended up being is that people still talk Spanish to me and I still don't know what they're saying. Like, I don't know how I thought that was a rebellion, but apparently I did. So I probably, if I had to choose language, I know some German, I know Swedish enough to get away with it. I know some Norwegian. I know a lot of those languages and I love Germanic languages. Um, I actually did study linguistics a little bit. I thought about majoring in linguistics, but I didn't uh, because I do love language overall. Mm -hmm. but if I had to choose one to be like practical (laughs) because everybody does speak to me in Spanish, it probably would be Spanish. (laughs) I did the opposite. Oh yeah.
0: So all we could learn was Latin, French or Spanish. Uh My cousin who got on my nerves, Lord, I hope she never hears this taught (laughs) Spanish for years. So I didn't want to learn it. (laughs) Um, There was no way I wanted to learn Latin. And I took Spanish because my friend was like, well, I'll take it with you. You mean French? And I was like, no, 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 no. High school. Oh, you took I Spanish? I took Spanish. Yeah. Oh.
1: And so
0: I got through that class because she took it with me, like, to be completely oh, okay. honest. Got to college and I went, oh, I'm going to end up in the New England states. I'm going to minor in French. <laughs> got one <laughs> class away from the minor, didn't get along with that professor. And literally the year after Hurricane Katrina, I ended up in Austin.
1: <laughs> knowing french <laughs> so as right at least now, you have the spanish I,
0: remember that brain thing you were just talking about yeah i know I, I, I know i also didn't want to go to college uh so by the time i got through with college and got my undergrad uh, yeah, that's spanish fair. was just <laughs> that's fair. out the door just gone um but in addition to that i if i see it i can speak it like uh-huh enunciation all that is great I can still read French. I can read and understand Spanish. Yeah. If you need me to just speak it, like yeah. communicate, I can k- pick up keywords and kind of infer, yeah. but after, but I've fallen in lo- love with Berlin and I kind of want to learn German. And I ran away from Germany cause it just sounds so angry and I'm black. In case you all <laughs> on the podcast don't know. I said, don't I'm black. So like, People think I'm angry enough. Do I really need to holler at you in German also? <laughs> yeah, no. That wasn't the best thing <laughs> for me to learn at the time. So, But yeah. yes, I, I have dreams of Berlin. uh, And so I might actually start trying to learn German. We actually had a so, conversation on Twitter about Babel versus Duolingo. And frankly, I think the Duolingo owl is part of a mafia that I don't know about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that. That's a whole other thing. I completely get yeah. it. Okay. Well, here, Here's the story I will say and talking about him going all the way back to like embarrassment when you're performing and stuff. Um, so I was in Norway with a friend, uh, a, a Norwegian friend, uh, and this was before I even took Swedish. He was trying to teach me the language just because mm-hmm. we wanted to. He knew I wanted to move there. And um, so he had taught me numbers and some basic phrases, right? And like I th- I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. We go into a shop uh, in Oslo, uh, downtown Oslo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, go up, go up and check out Norwegian. I'm like, huh, what? He's like, no, no, trust me. It'll be fun. You'll be fine. I promise you're going to be fine. So I go up and this poor guy behind the counter, we haltingly get may like I'm I'm trying so hard to piece things together. And he's so patient with me. But I, I don't rem- even remember how long it was. It feels like forever of me trying to do this. Aww. It probably was only like 30 seconds, to be honest. When then he says to me, in the most perfect, unaccented English, would this be easier for you in English? <laughs> oh man (laughs) (laughs) that you want to talk about imposter syndrome oh he's he's behind me laughing his tail off (laughs) because he heard it and he's just like dying Uh, and i mean quietly dying but i sit there i stand there and i look at the guy and i'm like yes please (laughs) Oh, man! Talk about imposter melted. syndrome, embarrassment, everything under the sun. This was before I really knew how to handle that situation. Oh Billy. melted it I mean, looking back now, it's so hilarious um, but at the time, I was just like I, I slunk out of that shop so fast. I paid, and like head down straight out the out. door <laughs> i'm I'm out of here. Thankfully, there was no one else in the store to hear this conversation. Um, he's I, he even said to me, the, the guy behind the counter said to me, I really appreciate that you're trying. Oh, add that phrase in. He was so nice. But you add that phrase in after just asking me in like perfect English if it would be easier in English.
0: I'm like, it's like, dude, you let me sit here for <laughs> it was 20 so minutes. Bad. In 30 seconds. 20 minutes. <laughs> you saw the pain in my eyes.
1: <laughs> he tried, though. He was trying to help me along with the whole thing. But yeah, that that, that was pretty funny, like looking back. Um, but talking about imposter syndrome. And then there was the time that I, I didn't realize. Um, the So there's an orange fizzy drink. Orange mm-hmm. soda pop, soda, soda pop, pop. So whatever you want to call it uh, begins with an F. Um, I don't want to say it because the inflection matters in Norwegian. And I'm, I'm in a busy McDonald's with this guy and his father and his father says to me, what would you like to drink? And I say, and I'll, I'll say it Fanta. I mean, common enough word. He's like, what was that? Cause it's loud. And I say Fanta. And then I, I say the two syllables spread out. My friend starts, bursts out laughing, can't stop laughing. Tears are driving down his face. His dad started laughing, turned around, walked away. And I'm looking like, what? I-, I mean, we were speaking in English the whole time. What, what, what? And between tears, like, I mean, he was beet red, tears, couldn't breathe. Between all this, he said, you just cursed out my dad because inflection matters and ta means you uh the 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 first syllable means Uh something else um i don't know if i should tell that story on a podcast no (laughs) i mean like whoops
0: so talk pronounce it southern is what what i'm getting though because it's fanta Oh
1: yeah, no, no, no. Like <laughs> I don't pronounce the southern because I'm originally from Philadelphia. I know. I've, I've, picked, I've picked up different things, but uh, yeah, so I guess the, the, the long story short, uh lesson to take away from all of this conversation that you and I have been having, to me, is that um even if you don't know the language, even if you don't know um don't know that you're about to curse out someone's dad by accident <laughs> or any of this stuff you know imposter syndrome is a thing um the, the infra code and Dox's code can help with that maybe possibly and uh i'm trying to tie everything together in a neat little bow but um come learn how to speak because you'll learn how to make fun of yourself really really easily <laughs> when you make a mistake and uh and you'll get over your imposter syndrome that way so uh, yeah i guess that's like the takeaway that's not actually a takeaway um I tried too hard on tying that together with a little bow, didn't I? The...
0: No, oh. no. Actually, that that worked.
1: Did it really? But okay.
0: That worked. We started off with speaking and how hard it was, and we ended on the other side of speaking.
1: We Which is where you don't actually know speak. the language and you accidentally right. curse out someone's dad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sounds about right. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited to have had Laura as my my second HashiCast guest, and I'm so glad I have people that I don't have to hunt down that I actually enjoy with talking to, and it is so good to see you after so long. It we is really so good to see to you. We do have to do this more often.
1: Except we're desperately trying not to look at each other so we don't burst out laughing. <laughs> so I can sign off. <sighs>
0: oh, I'm not going to even give her a chance to say bye. She said bye. She waved. She got tears. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. and Have a wonderful day. (laughs) You've been listening to HashiCast with your host, Tracy. Today's guest was LogDNA developer advocate, Laura Santamaria. Be sure to tune in next time.